This is episode 219. Stop going for emotionally unavailable people with Annalie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. As always, thank you so much for listening. I have another great episode for you today. And if you're loving the show, I ask you two things. Please first subscribe to the show. Go to your iTunes or Apple or Spotify or whatever you listen to and hit the subscribe button. And also head on over and rate and review the show. Really means a lot to me. I read all the reviews and it helps the show grow as does posting and sharing it on social media. So thank you so much to all of you for doing that. Things are very full in my life lately. As I shared last week, we are moving out of California. As of now, we have a little over a week and a half left in our home here. And then we pack up everything and head to Australia for two months. And then we're nomads for a while while we're waiting for our house in Austin, Texas to be ready. For those of you who are going to be in Australia in January, we are going to be doing a 2020 breathwork and lifework event in Australia, most likely. We're still sussing it out, but we want to know if you're interested because a lot of what determines whether we do an event is if we're going to have people come. So please go to christinehasler.com slash Australia. It's just a way to sign up for the interest list and it helps us gauge how many people are interested where was she plan on doing the event, so on and so forth. But we're thinking the West Coast, probably around Brisbane or the Gold Coast in early-ish January. That's the plan so far, but we'll keep you posted. But again, go to christinehasser.com slash Australia. The other announcement is the early to bird discount for my spring retreat, which I talk about in this episode, ends on November 30th. So if you want to save $500, go to christinehasser.com slash spring-retreat or email jill at christinehaster.com and she can hook you up. So let's talk about today's show with Anna Lane. It's about this pattern of going for emotionally unavailable men. Any of you may have a pattern of going for emotionally unavailable people. It could be in friendships. It could be in romantic relationships. You could still be chasing the love of a parent who's always been emotionally unavailable. So lots of good stuff in today's episode. Encourage you as always to listen to the whole thing as well as my breakdown at the end. As you are listening, consider, do you have a pattern of dating or being attracted to emotionally unavailable people? Was your childhood relatively untraumatic or not very dramatic and you have a hard time seeing how it could be causing present day unhealthy patterns? Have you been told things by a psychic or an intuitive and you just can't seem to let it go? Is it hard for you to cut ties with someone who you know is just not healthy for you, but you just can't seem to cut the cord? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Anna Lee. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for the week, Rothy. I love Rothy shoes. I just don't wear heels anymore. After my stress fracture and having a bunion and just knowing how actually awful heels are for your back and your overall health, I stick to flats and Rothy's are my favorite because they are the company making beautiful shoes for women and kids out of plastic water bottles and they're crazy comfortable and fully machine 
washable. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. They have styles like sneakers, loafers, pointers, and more. I love traveling with them. Keep an eye out for holiday colors that are launching this season as they're sure to sell out fast. And Rothy's make a great gift for your best girls and family. They'll thank you with every step. Perfect for the woman who's always on the go and loves a good balance of fashion and function. They're definitely going on my holiday wish list. And they always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reason not to try. And did you hear me mention before that their shoes are made from repurposed plastic water bottles? Rothy's has already diverted 35 million water bottles from landfills. That's amazing. And fully machine washable. Wanted to say that again. You can get them as dirty as you want, throw them in the washer and dryer, and it's like getting a fresh pair every time you wash them. So here's your call to action. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash over. Again, go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash over to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. Comfort, style, and sustainability, they're the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash over today. Annalie, welcome to the show. What's your question? So my question is, I have been told by psychics that I know who my divine counterpart is, but I keep seeming to replay the same situations and patterns over and over again with he's unemotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm kind of torn with, do I let this go or mm-hmm. how, like how I break this cycle? Okay. So let me just clarify a couple of things. Psychics have told you that this is your divine counterpart, this person that you're with now. Yes. Okay. And yes. This person, this person that I'm talking to now, I've known him for a really long time, uh-huh. but I'm, he also is unemotionally unavailable. So I'm at this point of, do I walk away or is there something in me that I really need to shift? Well, let me ask a couple more questions. Are you currently dating? Okay. We're not currently dating. And how do you know he's emotionally unavailable? What, what does that mean? It means that sometimes he's all about us being together. And then when we get really close and when it it seems like we are headed towards serious relationship, then that's when he backs away. So you're not dating, but you have been intimate. Yes. Okay. And how long has that been going on? So I've known him since I was 11, actually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the, the on and off I've, only been interested in him for a year and I've tried dating other people, but I can't seem to like get him out of my mind or the thought of us being together. And especially with the psychics confirming it, but I can't seem to let it go. And when you went to the psychics, did you already have this suspicion that he was some kind of soulmate? No, I didn't. I actually, it was even before we reconnected, Mm -hmm. they told me I was going to be with someone from my past and then someone else yeah, told me that same thing too. And then another one said it was him. Okay. Well, I'm always cautious about what I believe from psychics because we never know what realm they're reading from. There's lots of different realms that a psychic can read from. So you are your own best psychic. Let's put it that way. You know more than anyone. So uh, just a couple more questions here. How old are you now? I'm 27. Okay. And have you had serious relationships in the past? I've had 
that's the other thing with my pattern. I've had a lot of relationships, but they haven't seemed to last more than six months to a year. Okay. And what happens at six months to a year? So at six months, I feel like either I want to end it, I, I freak out, or or they they end it when things are going really well or really serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So either you run or they run. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. And in the contemplating this and looking at your patterns and the patterns of the men that you attract, where do you think this comes from? I've looked into this. <laughs> And I've done work with looking at my pattern with my dad. And so that's like the obvious one. And what was your pattern with your dad? So me and my dad were really close. And then when my parents adopted my brother when I was eight, I feel like I really spent time with my mom. And then my dad only spent time with my brother. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's I, I can't seem to fully figure it out. But I do know it is that either I run or they run and I I can't seem to be in a relationship where we're both mutually into each other. Either they really like me and I don't like them mm-hmm. or I really like them and they seem to not be that interested. Well, what you said about your dad was important. At eight years old, he went from being the man in your life and you having the center of his attention to that changing. Yes. So I could understand why some part of you doesn't really trust love and doesn't want to let anybody too close because you might get hurt. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the main reason why you haven't had relationships that haven't gone the distance or haven't gone very deep because some part of you is protecting yourself from getting your heart broken again. And that initial heartbreak is when you were eight which is a very, very significant time in life. It's a very tender time, especially for a girl. And to have that go away, and it's interesting because in your case, it was subtle. It wasn't like your parents got divorced, you never saw him again or he died or any of those kinds of things. He was still there, but he wasn't as available to you. Yes, I think that's why maybe I've overlooked or not gone as deep because it doesn't seem like it's, that traumatic? Right. Things don't have to be traumatic to cause patterns. And in my Mm. definition of trauma, which is when something in our life changes unexpectedly and we lose some sense of love, safety, or security, or certainty, that's traumatic. Mm. And of course there are different degrees, but this change in your life and how you received love and how you felt around your dad is significant. And so from eight on, he was there physically, but not as emotionally available to you or present. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. Yeah. So you're attracting and, and, and because you loved him so much as a little girl, there's a part of you, a little girl part of you that wants him back. So you're picking men that feel similar. Hmm. So how, like, where is that healing with it? Because if I'm aware of it, Uh how do I feel, like, where is that healing? Well, it's probably a process and it's probably several things. One thing that I know to be true is it's hard to heal things like this when we're trying to pursue or figure out a relationship. It delays it. 
And so my drastic advice, if you want to move fast, would be to stop contact with this man. Because even if he is, and there's, there's a lot of different interpretations. If we use the word twin flame, for example, has that word been said to you? Yeah, that's, it's like, that's exactly what it feels like. It's a mm-hmm. twin flame relationship, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't want to live this way anymore. Well, you know, and sometimes twin flame relationships aren't necessarily the loves of our lives. They are the relationships mm-hmm. that trigger us the most to grow. Yeah. And so a twin flame relationship could be a month, a week, a year. It could be what you have right now. It could be the person that wakes you up. It doesn't mean this is the person I'm going to walk down the aisle and have 2.5 kids and live happily ever after with. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it's not <laughs> because it's too much karma. It just sort of depends on where you are a souls. But I want to put all that aside because I don't want to get too lost in what psychics have told you and mm-hmm. twin flames and all that. I want to stick to this lifetime and just some basic psychology. So that yes, you I just really want to break. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear break you. Break this pattern. I hear you. Yeah. Well, first, I'd highly recommend coming to my spring retreat in March. It would be really good for you. It would accelerate this because we do a lot of experiential stuff that help release the patterns that get locked inside. So that's one option if you want the fast track. The second thing, in no particular order, as I've already said, is I would stop communication with this guy because you're going to be fixated on him and the relationship and what do you do and how do you make it work versus dealing with the real issue, which is an eight-year-old girl who got her heart broken by her dad. That's really where if I were you and I wanted to heal this fast and shift this pattern, that's what I would do. And I'd also have faith and trust that if this person is the person that would be the healthiest, most aligned partner for you, life partner for you, that it will come around. And having the separation and both doing your own work and figuring out your own lives and him doing whatever he needs to do to heal his avoidance pattern and you doing whatever you need to do to heal your trust issues and fear of getting too close and fear of letting anybody see you and protecting your heart and taking walls down around that are around your heart then if you do come back together, it's going to be a much healthier relationship. My concern is if you pursue it now, you're going to get so lost in the relationship and it's going to be so stressful for you that that's going to consume you and you're not going to get to the core issue. Yes, I've tried the stopping contact, but I haven't committed and followed through for more than three months. Okay. Three months is the longest I've gone. What happens at three months? I think then I convince myself like I'm being harsh or that we can still be at least friends since we've been friends since we were 11. But then each time, yeah, I do end up getting my heart broken. Yeah, exactly. Like you were eight again. Yeah, that's what it feels. It's that same feeling. And I'm like, every time I feel like, oh, I fall for it. But then I'm, I like come up with these excuses to to contact him again or to let him in again. Yeah. 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 So think of how much leeway a child gives her parent. Mm. Like think of how much like a child will tolerate just to get love. Like think of abused kids who still love their parents and only want them to love them because as a kid, you don't know you have options. 
and you're trying so hard to get these two people or one person to see you and love you. And often that person can't just because of somebody biologically has children or adopts them or whatever doesn't mean that they're capable of loving them in the way they need to be loved. And so there's a lot you're tolerating in terms of how you're treated by guys because you so badly want their love or you attract the ones that you're not interested in because then there's no risk of being hurt. So how is all this landing yeah. for you? Yeah, just, I was just going to say that lands. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that <good>. really. <laughs> no, that's really landing. I think what you said with the option thing is because it's, I, I do get asked out all the time and so many guys do want to date me and be with me, but it's like I'm fixated on the dad. one that doesn't want me. But there's so, yeah, dad, only dad, but then there's all these other, but I'm not even looking at them or opening right. my heart to them. Right. Again, if I were you, you're 27, which is young. And I, and I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I mean it in a like, you're lucky <laughs> that you're looking at this and we're having this conversation now. You've got loads of time. Basically, your 30s okay, are now your you. 20s. <laughs> really, truly. The 20s are like okay, extended adolescence <laughs> and your 30s are basically your 20s. So you've got a lot of time. And I, my personal and professional recommendation is not date anyone right now except you. Like really dive into personal growth. Really nourish your friendships, your self-care your work, whatever that is to you, your spiritual connection, your body, all of those kinds of things and stop fixating on guys. And I'm not surprised you get asked out a lot. Usually when we have the father wound in terms of feeling abandoned or not seen by our father, we can go one of two ways. One, we completely shut the door and become invisible to men or two, subconsciously, we're always trying to get men's attention. We're putting out a lot of energy of like, notice me, see me, here I am, notice me. And so we can get a lot of attention that way. But it's not, it's not always the attention we want and it doesn't always come from a healthy place. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So I would go on a dating hiatus. I would just be not interested okay. in guys right now because honestly- at your age, they're not even men yet. They get much better. They're like wine. They get way better with age, way better. That is so, great news. Great yes. News. <laughs> you're not missing anything. Like if there's any time okay. to take a hiatus off of men, it's now. And I don't want you dating an older man because that that's daddy stuff. So okay. like if you, if all of a sudden like a 40 year old wants to date you and he feels safe and he feels loving and he feels nurturing, run the other direction. If he feels okay. like dad- yeah. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I have been single for eight months talking to the other guy here and there, but I haven't dated anyone else. But I think, yeah, it's just not even being interested in dating. I think yeah. that's my pattern too. Like, oh, I haven't dated someone or been in a relationship a while. I want a relationship. Yeah. Mm, not now. Any relationship not you now. draw in right now wouldn't would be coming from a place of either guardedness or mm -hmm. self-sacrifice to try to get that love. Okay. I hear you. 
Yeah. And I really acknowledge how open you are to this coaching because I'm being very direct with you. It shows your emotional maturity. And it also shows me that if you, or when you really do this and honor yourself and and be like, no, I am parenting myself. I am partnering with myself. I'm dating myself. I'm going to dive in and I'm just going to press pause on dating. Meaning I'm not going to let anybody pitch a tent in my head in terms of taking up any energetic real estate. That's the thing with mm. this guy, you know, he's taking up energetic real estate in your mind. Yes, and so Whenever we have that, it's a distraction from dealing with the stuff we really need to deal with. And this doesn't have to be forever. It'll take as long as it takes and you'll know. Here's how you'll know. The same type of guys and the same kind of patterns won't be happening anymore. You'll either get clarity with this other guy that you've known since you were 11 and he'll start showing up or he won't and you won't be interested. You'll be like, no, that's not what I'm, I'm not attracted to that. Or other men will start to come in that show up in a different way. That sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. That's how we know we've worked through something is when the same patterns stop showing up. Stop showing up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's really hard to do this work when you're plugged in energetically to someone else who's triggering and reinforcing the pattern. I love that he came along because you and I wouldn't be having this call if he didn't. So he is definitely a soulmate because he's illuminating this issue and is giving you this amazing opportunity to heal. Mm-hmm. So in that way, absolutely. Anyone who ignites our, our core wound and um, has enough of an impact on us to make us feel it, you know, like he has with you. That's a soulmate mm-hmm. because they're helping us grow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely my biggest, biggest trigger. Yeah. 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 What questions do you have? I think we covered it all. This really did land with me. I think it, what I, what I'm hearing too is to really date myself, mm-hmm. not even think about dating, mm-hmm. practice more self-care, more friendships. Mm-hmm. I I think, yeah, since I've been 11, he actually was my very first boyfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've always wanted a boyfriend and I'm always, even when I'm single, it's like I'm not enjoying myself because I just want to be in a relationship. I've never given myself a full chance to fully be fine with being single. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that it happened at 11, you know, shortly after the Mm. tie with your dad started fading. You wanted a replacement. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my only question then would be with my dad, mm-hmm. do I need to, should I be doing more work like in the physical with, with him or is that, like is it more just me working on myself? Like, like spending more time with him, just enhancing our relationship or is it more that I need to just be doing this work on my, like from afar? Start with you and as you do the work and start to heal it, you will know how to have a relationship with your dad. Hmm. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't work on any external relationship with a man right now. I keep it all on you and then let, let that healing and that work inform 
how you want to be with men moving forward, including your dad. Okay. Yes, I'm committed. (laughs) I can hear it. I really acknowledge you for that. And this is a good time to get somebody to work with, you know, therapist, coach, counselor, whatever really resonates. It's always helpful and it always speeds up the process. Definitely. And yes, the spring retreat is on my, my list. So. Oh, good. Well, that will definitely speed up the process and that will definitely speed it up. (laughs) Well, just remember (laughs) the early bird discount ends November 30th. So keep it in mind. And you know, so much of what we do there is that, you know, the, the healing work that really does shift something in the body and the brain. So you've got a beautiful relationship, maybe several with men ahead of you, maybe even relationship 2.0 with your dad, you know, a new relationship. Just trust that, know it's coming. And think of like this time you're spending with yourself as the most beautiful gift you can give your future relationship. I love that perspective. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, thank you. This is so good. You're so welcome. Super helpful. Thank you to Annalie for really just being open, really open to the coaching. So let's break this call down a little bit. Her first question is, okay, this guy's emotionally unavailable. Do I walk away or is there something in me I need to shift? That is a great question. And you know what? The answer for Annalie and for all of you listening is usually both. It's both good to walk away and there's definitely something to shift. And sometimes we can't shift the something we need to shift until we walk away, which is everything I went into in the coaching session. Another thing I want to mention is she said they're not dating, but they have been intimate. I assume that means they have had sex or at least gotten close. Here's the thing for all my lady listeners out there. If you're sleeping with a man, if you're having sex with him and you have some feelings for him, it is going to make those feelings intensify. I really don't believe, and I stand behind this, it's possible to sleep with someone you have feelings with and not have the sex make you have deeper feelings. Do I think it's possible just to have sex with someone and it just be that, just be about that? Yes. I've actually had that experience. However, when there's feelings present, like you actually think this person could be a relationship, then when we have sex with someone, that brain secretes so many bonding hormones and we are going to develop stronger feelings. So to have, to be intimate, to have sex with someone and not have emotional feelings, there actually needs to be some deal breaker in place where you know you're not interested in this person relationally and you're just interested in them physically. But honestly, it happens rarely. So just be careful and mindful of who you are intimate with because feelings usually do develop. The other thing, my other cautionary flag here is to be cautious of quote unquote psychics. Now, I love intuitives. I love mediums. I think some people are deeply gifted and have incredible intuitive tools and skills to share. And we always need to come back to our own inner authority. You are your own best psychic. So please don't give your power away and let what someone else tells you impact your decisions too much. Because we also don't know what level that psychic is reading from. Now, again, 
I've had beautiful experience with people who call themselves psychics or intuitives. I've had not so beautiful experiences. So I think it depends on who the person is, what the resonance is, what your soul is attempting to learn, all those kinds of things. But the person who's always going to know best for you is your own inner wisdom. So keep coming back to that. A few more specific things about Annalie here. She said her relationships end around six months. Either she ends it or they end it. Someone runs. And what she told me about her dad, you know, this pattern that she was close to him until about eight years old, and then that changed when they adopted her brother and she went from being the center of his life to not the center of his life, it impacted her attachment style. And someday I'm I'm still looking for the best expert to have on the show, but I'm going to bring somebody on to talk deeply about attachment styles. The three main ones we hear about are anxious, avoidant, and secure, and they really show up in our relationships a lot. And what Anna Lee is describing in a lot of ways is that avoidant attachment style of either she runs or, or they run. So either she's in the avoidant pattern or the other person is the avoidant pattern. And it makes sense because a lot of times that pattern develops as a protective strategy when we get hurt. And she did. She got hurt at eight years old. She had a heartbreak because there was a significant change in her relationship with her dad. I really want to emphasize here too that things don't have to be super dramatic and traumatic to cause patterns. You know, it was a subtle thing with her. Her dad didn't die. Her parents didn't get divorced. He was still there. It's just this younger brother was brought into the family. And I honestly think for all you older siblings out there, having a sibling born can be a very significant life event because your whole model of the world changes. You go from being the center of your parents' attention to to not. So it is something as older siblings that we all go through. And for Annalie, there's this little girl part of him that wants her dad's attention back. She wants to be the center of his world again. So she's picking men who feel similar. She's picking men who feel similar to how the wounded part of her felt towards her dad after things change in their relationship. Now, why I really encourage her not to see this guy when she's working on all this is because it's hard to heal things like this when we're trying to figure out a relationship. So I would say if she and this guy she's talking about get in a relationship, it would be a more issue-based relationship. They both have that avoidant attachment style. There's these emotional walls that are up and it's an issue-based relationship, meaning it's like the issues that are coming and attracting them. And like I teach an issue-based relationship, it's better to work separately rather than trying to work on the relationship. So they're going to get a lot further if they just stop contact work on themselves, and then see where they are. Also, and I don't want to dive too much into this, the whole twin flame word and that concept, it can mean different things. It doesn't mean that we're supposed to necessarily be with our twin flame for our life. Soulmates, twin flames, they can be people that come into our life for a season and a reason, and they teach us some incredible thing, and they help us grow and evolve and clear some major karma. But don't think just because someone is a twin flame or a soulmate means you have to be in a relationship with them. And also just kind of as a caveat, and I said this when I was coaching, psychics, soulmates, twin flames, all those words and all those things are are great. And if you enjoy learning about them, amazing. And you're going to get the farthest if you stick to this lifetime and basic psychology to really examine and break down the obstacles and the patterns in your life. I also want to bring to all of your awareness how much we as children will tolerate to get love. So in Annalise's example, 
she tolerated a lot of heartbreak and a lot of feeling second to her brother. And she kept going back to her dad because she just wanted his love. And we do that as children. We tolerate a lot from our parents and we still idolize them. And then that behavior shows up in our adult life when we tolerate, frankly, shitty behavior from people because it feels so familiar, which is why it's just so important to become aware of these childhood patternings and how they impact us. And I just want to say something to all of you who are not in your 20s or early 30s who heard me say to Annalie, you're young, this is great, you're figuring this out. It's not too late for you either. It's never, ever, ever too late to heal and shift patterns. I promise you. I've seen it over and over again in my own life and with people that I work with that are in their 60s and 70s. And her question too about how will I know, like how will I know if I should contact this person or what should I do with my dad? She'll get clarity on that after she does this work. You know things are shifting and healing when the same kind of patterns and triggers don't show up. That's how you know. So some takeaways for you. Think about in your life, who is taking up way too much energetic real estate? Who do you need to cut some ties with, cut some cords with so you can work on you? Next, I want you to think about what did you tolerate as a kid and how are you tolerating that now as an adult? And where do you need to stand up for that little boy or little girl inside of you and not tolerate shitty behavior? If you relate to that father wound that I mentioned, how is that showing up in your life, especially if you're a heterosexual woman? Do you have the invisibility cloak on and men just aren't there at all? Or do you get asked out a lot, but they tend not to be the kind of man you want to be with? And finally, if you want to speed up your process of healing and growth, come to my spring retreat. Like I said, early bird discount ends November 30th. You can get $500 off. So go to christinehaster.com slash spring dash retreat. And I promise you'll really speed up all your growth, evolution, and healing. And I'd love to see you there and give you a big, huge hug. All right, everybody, that's the episode for this week. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.